Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Get you going that little if you bit. Say to Anger it. is a great ah, motivator. Yeah. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. All right, it is Thursday evening and John Giles is on the line. Good evening, John. Evening, Nathan. So the uh, longest football season in history finally <laughs> coming to an end uh, and a disappointing end, I think most would feel, for the Republic of Ireland. The defeat over in Greece uh, put huge pressure on Stephen Kenny. They got the job done eventually against Gibraltar in Dublin on Monday night. But that game against Greece was one that was been built up to be decisive for Stephen Kenny, for his future and for signs of progress for this team. What are your thoughts on what happened in that game? Well, it was very disappointing, Nathan, I must say. Uh, you know, Greece, I think Greece had a good side. I, I, we don't know, well, I don't know much about them. But they totally outplayed us, and there's no doubt. I mean, 2-1 two, two, uh, flattered us. I think mm. it could have been 4-1 on the night. And it's one of the worst shows I've seen from an Irish team, especially since Stephen has taken over. It was it was really, really bad. And, uh, you know, coming into the Gibraltar game, uh you would have expected more from the team selection, Nathan. You know, for, for the, the Gibraltar match, there were six changes starting the game. You know, mm. six changes. Now, at this stage in, in, in Stephen's career, with the, you would expect, I would expect anyway, was would, would know your best team, and your best team would be out there. You know, it was a bad sign to see a, a bad defeat by Greece, and then six changes to start uh, against Gibraltar match uh, wasn't good. From watching that Greece game, what went wrong? Everything seemed to go wrong. We couldn't get the ball. Uh, they were by far better than I expected them to be. Mm. But we, we we never closed them down. They, they had plenty of time on the ball. Uh, they scored a goal. It could, have, it could have been more, as we know, in the game. I mean, as soon as the goalkeeper was terrific. Uh, but I, I expected a lot more in that particular match. But... Um, there was nothing when we didn't get them in midfield. We didn't get on the ball. We didn't get close to them. They just played us off the pitch. There were questions and a bit of surprise when the team selection was made that it felt like a very attacking Irish side away from home. And listen, maybe people have been calling out for more attacking Irish sides away from home. Did he take too many risks in a game in Athens? Well, I, I don't. Well, I don't know whether he was taking risks or felt that he had to do it. But it, I didn't. I, I mean, it, it, it proved to be wrong because in the next match there were six changes from the starting team. Mm. Nathan. Now, I mean, uh, Stephen has been in the game what, manager for what three years now. Yeah, coming up on on three years. You know, you, like you, you definitely know your best team at that particular stage. Now, whether he was responding to some criticisms he had about being a more attacking team or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, you, 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 in management, you have to do what you believe to be yourself. And obviously, I've no doubt that he believed that what he was doing correct for the Irish match, uh, for the first match against Greece. Um, but I, I would have thought after three years, uh, you should know, in my opinion, what is your best team, regardless of what you hear from anybody else. You see the players, you know them better than anybody else. So I, I think Stephen made a mistake there. You know, everybody makes mistakes. But I think that was a mistake for that match. Is he making too many mistakes? 
well, things have been going reasonably well up to that particular game, uh, uh, in my opinion, Nathan, you mm. know. Uh, so it, I, I was just surprised at that, the, the selection of that particular match, which the selection of the matches was the most important thing of the lot. Um, and then proved to be the case for the, for, for the next match, because I think there were six, six changes to the starting team in that particular game. So it was a disappointment, definitely against Greece, who, who looked to be a much better team than I expected them to be. Uh, and it was a poor performance for us and bad, a bad result going into the Gibraltar game. We'll talk about your former colleague, Liam Brady, in a while, but he was saying after that game that this was the worst group of Irish players that he'd seen in his lifetime, was very concerned and was a bit of a worry about the uh, lack of talented players that he saw coming through. When you look at that team, would you have similar concerns? Well, there were, there were stages, particularly, I think, in, in, in well, my time at management, you know, we, we'd have quite, quite a few, what was then, first division players, Nathan, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and Big, Big Jack had had an exceptional uh, group of players, Nathan, because the, the, the rules changed for getting players in to play for Ireland that hadn't been there before. Mm. Uh, and, and, and he had, a, I think Jack had a great group of players and did really well to get to the, the World Cup finals. We haven't had as good a group of players, there's no doubt, since that particular time. When we've got, the, like, if you look at the Irish team now, you've got the goalkeeper's outstanding uh, player. Collins is at Wolves, as we know, and he started very well, but hasn't done very well, we, well, well recently. We've got Ferguson coming into the team, mm. uh, who is, I think, will be a terrific player. He's only 18, he's a smashing lad. Uh, but it's 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 when you look around, like we had um, James Coleman, I think was could have got into those particular teams that I mentioned, and unfortunately he's injured at the moment. But he's been a great servant for us. Um, so, the, 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 yeah, if you look at the, the team that we have now, there'll be very 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 few players would have got into the team that Big Jack had. There's no doubt about that. The midfield seemed to be an issue in both games for probably different reasons because there were different types of matches where Ireland didn't have a huge amount of the ball in Greece, whereas they had dominated possession uh, against Gibraltar but struggled to create a huge amount through the middle. The the issues that Josh Cullen in particular seem to have over the two games, are, are they caused by the setup of the team, by the tactics, or should he individually just be able to do a bit better? Well, they, they could have all done better in the first match, uh, mm. Nathan. Uh, in the second match, I mean, against Gibraltar, we were terrible again. But what was very, very pleasing, that, and that would be, I'd give credit to Stephen there, they didn't lose their head at half-time, Nathan. And it's very, very to lose your head at that particular stage where you should be in, 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 in well on top. We weren't well on top. We didn't play well in the first half. But on the second half, was as good as could have been played in that particular match. They got on the ball, they used the ball, there was patience, because it's very easy to panic in that situation in the second half when you're expected to be two or three or four up against Gibraltar, Nathan, and you're not, you're not playing well. But nobody lost their head in the second half, and, and particularly Stephen, because you can tell by the way the team played. They, they, they played it cool, they, they kept playing to get the way the way it should be played and finished up winning 3-0 as we know 
and uh, that was very very encouraging from my from my stand on it it was very very encouraging performance in the second half despite the fact it was Gibraltar and everybody was expecting you to win first half we didn't play well it could have been a panic situation it wasn't and finished well in the end so just on that Greece game and the first half of Gibraltar then and particularly the midfield performance and probably mm. loops back to that question of of quality mm. is there anything Ireland and Stephen Kenny could have done differently in set up that would have got more out of Josh Cullen like is there more there that he can dominate possession a bit more and maybe he did dominate possession but just didn't do anything with it it felt as though in the first game against Greece that they lost control of the middle section completely and were totally overrun and then it looked as though they just lacked creativity in the set in the first half against Gibraltar is is that down to the individual is that down to Cullen as a player or is that down to the way the team is set up no, you know, it's down to the player unless unless he's been told to do certain things that we don't know. But I'd, I'd be amazed at that. I mean, I think Stephen picks the team. He, he, he picks them for what they, he knows they can do. Mm. I don't think he would be telling them to do certain things that would spoil his game. I don't think I don't think is that would be the case, Nathan. It, it was just certainly. I, I think they were surprised in in the first match against Greece that Greece were so good. And dominated the game totally. I think they were taken by surprise there. But, but, but again, I would say in the second match, there were six changes for the starting teams. That's a loss, mm. Nathan. You know, if you look, you're talking about Cullen in particular. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't think we have anybody really in the middle of the field uh, that dominates matches in the, in the, the club teams that they play for. Yeah. Nathan. Uh, and that's a problem because there's not a dominant midfielder waiting no. in the wings there's no Roy no. Keane or John Giles or Liam Brady there ready to step in who can no. who is playing at that level no, no. There's, funny enough there's, there's a shortage of players generally if you look in England uh, or England I mean, they have a big selection of players uh, but they don't have they don't have a Liam Brady or, or a Roy Keane you know in England even they have a lot of great players around that, but there's, 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 we have a um, lad from West Ham. Declan Rice. Declan, who could be playing for us, is a very, very good player. But he's not a player, he's not a Liam Brady or a, or a, or a, or a Keane, do you know what I mean? Mm. He's, he's good at what he does. But England don't have a player in the middle of the field that dominates in a way that, say, Graeme Souness did in his day as well. They're just, they're just not there uh, at the moment. And uh, like if, if England suffer with the selection of players they have, Nathan, I think we're, we're bound to suffer in, 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 that, in, in that particular department. Those games against Gibraltar, they're always difficult in one way. You even look at all their fixtures in the group so far, they've lost by three goals to nil, they've in a similar manner, they've held tight in the first half and probably just ran out a little bit of steam. When you're watching that first half in Ireland, just have... 90% possession of the ball it felt like they go out the wings it's a cross in it's blocked comes back to the midfielder uh, rinse and repeat and nothing comes of it what can you be doing in that situation? Well, well you can certainly be playing better Nathan you know the crosses could be better you could dominate a bit more I think what happens in games against Gibraltar you don't I don't think we put as much pressure on them as we could have done mm. you know you know because they don't have good players. So if you give them time and space, like any player, they, 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 they can be reasonably good. Uh, but our, our, our possession of the ball wasn't good. We didn't use it well to, to, to really get at them. Didn't put them under pressure as much as we could have done. 
but in the second half, we did. Actually, we got on the ball. We played the ball well. We played with patience. Uh, and I think the lad coming on in the left wing, I can't think of his name. Mikey Johnston? Moment. Yeah, I think he was good for us. Mm. He was wired. He was taking people on. Uh, it it, um, it freed McLean, McLean a bit. Uh, to do it like in the end it was it was you, you, I put it down to a good performance because I've played in a few matches like that myself tonight and when you're supposed to be winning 6-0 you're not and everybody loses their nerve a bit and it finishes up a disaster now what was good in the second half they came out very cool played it played it played it played it and took the chances at the right time although they were near the end uh, I thought the second half everybody would say well it should be against Gibraltar but sometimes when you play against a team like that and you're not playing well, everybody can panic. People don't want the responsibility to get on the ball. That didn't happen. I mean, we played against Gibraltar the way it should be played against a team like that, who were going to defend all the time. And they probably ran out of steam as well, uh, Nathan, to be quite honest. But Irish team, from our point of view, they took advantage of it and, and won comfortably in the end. So it was good. It was, it was, it was, I was pleased with the performance. In the second half, it could have been panic. I've, I've seen it before. Right? You know, I've probably played in a couple of teams that panic against teams that uh, you should be beaten well, and the crowd get a bit impatient. Uh, that didn't happen. We, we played well enough to keep the crowd uh, as quiet as possible in not not getting onto the players. So finish up last forty-five minutes was a good performance, but but. Over the two performances, I was surprised that Stephen picked the team that he did, having been in the job for three years, to, to be making you know big changes, six changes in the, in the second leg, second match, I should say. Mm. To, 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 I think definitely you get to know your best team as quickly as you possibly can. So how concerned and, would you be about that? That we are still well, three years into this and there's, you know, changes between matches in both games there were substitutions at half time to try and change the system uh, mm-hmm. that there's there's a lot of just trying to figure it out on the fly well that's gone and done now so I think he's just, it's never too late to learn you know and, and I think Stephen would learn from that now mm. going, going into the match in other words the next time we get to, into a situation I'll, pick, I'll definitely pick what I consider to be the best team for the first match or any match for that particular situation in, 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 for that particular reason you know, I, I think, you know, the way there was bound to be pressure. First of all, I think everybody was well. I was very, very surprised with how good Greece were. That's looking at from their point, from the, the opposition point of view. Uh, disappointing that there were six changes from the first match to the second match, having been in the job for three years. I think Stephen will have learned a lot from that and uh, uh, going into the next match. I, I think in the end he was okay. I think he'd be, he'd be okay. You have to give him the, the run now, Nathan. There's no point in talking about changing the manager and that. Let, let him get on with it now until the end of this uh, competition. Well, that's what I was about to ask you next because after the Greece defeat, there was a lot of speculation starting to mount about his future and Gibraltar's yeah. always going to be a must-win. They got that victory and maybe that has died yeah. it down and it did feel around the stadium that there was still broad support for what Stephen Kenny was trying to do and an acknowledgement of the young players he's brought in and the qualities of players he's working mm-hmm. with. Do you remain confident then that he should stay in charge? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I wouldn't change anything now. I wouldn't think. I think he made a bit of a mistake going into the the, the Greek the Greece game, uh, but 
I think Stephen, like all managers, you learn as you go along as well, Nathan. You know, I mm. think you'd, you'd look at that and say, well, probably shouldn't have done that for the first match. But, uh, you know, all's, down, all's well that ends well. So, no, I wouldn't have any fears about getting rid of him or sacking him or anything at this particular stage. Definitely not. No, I'd let it go now, all the way. I wanted to ask you just about a couple of other players. You mentioned Evan Ferguson, 18 years of age, got his first competitive goal against Gibraltar. Uh, you know, we're going to put a lot on him, it feels, over the next five or ten years to deliver for Irish football. What yeah. are your thoughts on how he performed over the two games? I think he's a great prospect. He's the best prospect we've had for a long time. Mm. I, he'll come good. He's, I think he's the real, the real McCoy. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a smashing lad. He's, he's, play, he's a team player. He's nothing big-headed about him. And the 18, I mean, he's only a kid. And he's got the physique, as we know. I think he's got the. I think he's got it in his head as well. I think he's a team player. I think he's an honest, honest kid. I haven't seen him do anything wrong at all yet. Nothing that's not that's going to stop him, Nathan, for being one of one of our best players. Yeah. Is he is he good enough already that you build your team around him? Yes. Yes. He's, 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 he's a centre forward as we know he's a big lad his control is good he'll get goals uh, his attitude is good um, I th- the only thing is you don't want to be putting too much pressure on him at his age I think mm-hmm. I think he'll come along I think he'll be really good as he gets older Nathan. but usually at 18 no matter, no matter how good they are you know they can be helped along mm. as well and I'm sure that'll happen as, as, as he goes along but I think his attitude on the pitch I don't know the lad off the pitch at all, but his attitude on the pitch is, is, seems to be perfect in that he plays for the team, uh, he gets his goals, because most goalkeepers are very, very selfish lads, Nathan, as we know. They're really good at their job. If you take Ronaldo, for example, I don't think Ronaldo cared about anybody else but himself. No. But he was one of the great goal scorers, you know? Uh, when this kid is, seems he plays for the team, he, he, he doesn't look anything like Ronaldo in his attitude to his uh, fellow players. And uh, now I, th- I think he's, he's, he has all the, 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 the basics to be a really top-notch player for us. And at the other end of his career then is James McLean, who captained Ireland on Monday night, his 100th uh, appearance. It's um, yeah. a heck of a career he's put together for himself. Yeah, I think he should be still in the team. I think he's a fit lad. He's, I've never ever seen him not give his best. Mm. Ever. He just has that attitude now, and he doesn't play well all the time. Nobody, nobody plays well all the time. But I've never seen him in a match where he's playing. I don't like him at left back. I don't think it suits him at all. But in his left wing position, uh, midfield position or left wing position, I've never seen him play without giving everything for the team. Nathan, I think he's a, he's a great example to the young players. The difference between the left back position, left wing position, was was that really shown between the two halves? In that, even though he was technically a wing back in that first half, it wasn't until Mikey Johnston came out and actually there was somebody yeah. quite close to him inside that he was he was properly able to get at the Gibraltar defence and have some space because time and time yeah, again, well, the first half, both of them yeah. uh, on either side, it was just get to the end line, pull it back, hope for the best. Yeah. Whereas we probably saw with the two assists, particularly in the second half, the quality that's still there. Oh yeah, he's been a top-class player for for years. I think what happens with the likes of players like him, he's taken for granted. I don't like him at left back at all. Actually, I'm not, I'm not keen on wing backs at all. <laughs> but 
he's a, but he's, he's a he's a left winger. It's it's very hard to be a top class left winger like he is, and a top class fullback. I've never seen it. I've never seen the player doing it yet. Mm. I mean, sometimes it matches to look good coming from the that we're on top, and you're coming as the, as the the the, the, the best left back. You know the, but not uh, not defensively. I, I don't. I, I've never seen anybody do it. Yeah. I've never seen anybody do it, Nathan. They, they just defenders are defenders, and and they they, they they have they have it in them. But you take a left winger and put him at left back, or wing back, or whatever it's about. But wing back have to fifty percent of the game have to defend, and fifty seven. And you're not not going to be on top for a hundred percent in a match. I don't I don't like I don't like wing backs at all. I don't mind a fullback playing as a wing back, Nathan, because he's going to be defending. But I don't like a left winger or a midfield player uh, playing in that position. All right, we'll leave it there on Ireland. Um, just before we talk to Liam Brady, one other thing uh, that's going on in football at the moment, obviously the transfer window is open. There's a lot of speculation today about Declan Rice. Uh, it looked as though Arsenal were leading. But Manchester City now speculation that they might go in. Uh, what's going on at City is is fascinating. It does seem as though it's going to be a summer of massive turnover in terms of their players. Ilke Gundogan expected to go to Barcelona. Talk today that Bernardo Silva will leave and go to Saudi Arabia. Kyle Walker been linked with a move away from the club. Two or three other players potentially moving on as well. Having just completed the treble, uh, Pep isn't stopping. It's going to be fascinating to see uh, how he gets on with ripping this team apart and putting it all together again. Well, he's in a very fortunate position, Nathan, because he has the resources to do it. Mm. You know, he, he gets some money now for the players going out, but I don't think the money's going to be a problem to him to get the best players available. I mean, he, I, I would go for Rice straight away, uh, no doubt about does that. Rice, does Rice get in that Manchester Sorry. City team? Sorry? Rice, Declan Rice, does he get in that Manchester City team? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, his Gundogan is gone, and you're talking about mm. the, 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 Roberto. What Silva is he gone? Yeah. Like he's no. I, I, you know, but, but for, for what it's worth, if I was uh, in Pep's position, I'd go for Rice straight away. You know, he's he's a, he's a top, really top class player, Nathan. And I'm sure you see. It, with, I think with with Pep, Pep has been at City for a good few years now. He'll have his scout and see him. He make his, the big decision he has to make is who can I let go? That's that's for sure. Don't do I hang on to a player for another season? They've just won the treble. Gundogan has had a good season. All the players you mentioned, I think Walker's been outstanding. He's thirty-two. Now, just Pep has to make a decision now. Okay, those players have done great for me. But I've got to make changes. Now, what I've got to do is get the best players in. It's all about, you know, for management, even at the lesser teams, mm. bringing players in, letting players go, uh, is what it's all about. That's your judgment. And, and having won the treble, it, could, it would be very easy to say, OK, we'll go again. But these players are going to be a year older. And I think he's probably right in what he's doing now. But I'd say he would know. I'd say his scouting system and he himself would know who he wants in if I think if he's letting three go out he's going to get three in mm. and I think Rice will go to me he have the resources to get Rice that's one straight away Nathan you know and that's what you have to do in management you have to make the, the, the big decisions a lot of managers slip up by getting you know fond of the players have to keep him he's been a good lad for me the thing is football is ruthless Nathan 
what you've done for the player in the past is dead and gone. For managers, what can you do for me now? And he's he's making that decision now. He said, okay, they've been good players, they've been great players, but I need to ch- to get players in. And that's his judgment. He's, if he, he, we'll know next season, by next season, the end of next season, whether his judgment is right or wrong. But the big thing he has, he has the resources there. They have the money, City of the Bear, to get what are considered the best players. And usually when you get a rice, you know, you don't have to be a genius to know that he's a top-class player. Mm. It's there for the, they're there for the taking, or they're there, they're made there for Manchester City, depending on who else he's gone to. But if you look at what he's what he's brought in the last few years, actually the only player that really hasn't done well for him uh, is is the Leeds United player. Yeah, Calvin Phillips hasn't done it, hasn't done it. But I think one time he came back from the England and he was overweight. No, so that wouldn't be a good. <laughs> Pep wouldn't go for that. You know, these guys have to be top top class uh, professionals and he hasn't played many matches for them, so he's been a disappointment. But he can get over that by, by getting getting Rice in and, and players are similar to Rice in different positions. He has the resources and everybody want, well, most people want to go to would want to go to Manchester City anyway. But now it's his judgment. His, his judgment on these players going out, his judgment has to be right now on the players coming in. That's how they're judged, managers are. But if you have the resources, it gives you a bit of a, a good bit of a chance, Nathan. All right, we need to take a quick break, John. I do want to talk about Liam Brady and uh, the fact he stepped away from the RTE panel, uh, but we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. It is Thursdays off the ball. Nathan with you this evening. John Giles is on the line. John, the news came through earlier in the week that uh, Monday night's game against Gibraltar was going to be uh, the end of an era. Liam Brady, uh, his last time on the RTE panel after a quarter of a century, following in the footsteps uh, of yourself and uh, Eamon Dunphy. Uh, very much felt like the end of an era, considering just how big the panel was for so long. Uh, what are your memories of when Liam first came onto the panel? Did you give the record? Recommendation? Uh, no, I'd, I'd no, I'd no say in it, uh, Nathan. Uh, but I certainly would have agreed with it. You know, I knew, I knew Liam well. I played with him. Uh, he was, a, in my opinion, world-class player. Mm. And I always described him as a beautiful player. I mean, there's some world-class players they're not easy on the eye in what they do. But Liam was. Oh, I saw him first playing at Leeds for, for Arsenal. I wasn't playing in the match. I was injured, and I thought, oh, what a player. Uh, and actually, he, he was brilliant. He, you know, he's control of the ball. Yeah. He could beat players. He was, he was with players that people said, "I'd love to go and watch." Well, I love watching him myself. Uh, he was brilliant. Uh, and I went to see him on the coach after the match because uh, I was manager, player manager of the Irish team, and we were coming up to, for a trip to to uh, South America. And uh, uh, he was only he was only a kid. But I did pick him, but you didn't have automatic release of players. And Bert, Bertie Mead it wouldn't let him go. Didn't, and Liam didn't even know about it. You know, he wasn't even told about it right. uh, for, for, for that particular trip. But I picked him for the next. His first match was against Russia mm. in a competitive match, which we won well in Daily Man 3 0, one of, one of our big wins. And he was outstanding uh, after his, when he first got the ball. Outstanding. He was Liam was an outstanding, beautiful player to watch. I think he was a great player uh, and a stylish. Had this great style about him, left-footed, goes past players, 
and, and, and a good approach, good attitude to the game. I think when he came on the panel, I think he actually improved the panel, uh, Nathan, to be honest. We were going well, uh, Eamon, myself and, and Bill, uh, and, and uh, he, brought some, he brought something new uh, and creative to the panel and uh, was, a very, was a very, very good, good pundit. Uh, obviously, it's broken up now and, and it broke up a few years ago when uh, Bill sadly passed away and uh, Eamon and I then were kick, kicked off in a nice way, uh, Nathan. Mm. And Liam, Liam, Liam stayed on. But uh, I think the, the general opinion is that the panel is not as good as it used to be. And uh, But Liam has done his stuff in a big way on the pitch and as a pundit. Yeah, well, there was certainly a period when I was growing up that we were tuning in for the panel regardless of what the match was because we wanted to see what you were going to say afterwards. It, the, the, the dynamic between the three of you where, you know, you were the senior pundit um, and Eamon uh, had his own uh, special role in there. Was was Did you see Liam as an ally uh, when he was on that panel in terms of the way he looked at football? Uh, Particularly as an ally, no, we agreed on something. We disagreed on certain things as well. Mm. You know, Liam had a, Liam had a mind of his own, as you know, and Liam, uh, Eamon, uh, very much a mind of his own. So I think that's what made the panel work. I mean, if we if we get three people saying the same thing or, or not wanting to say what they want to say, Liam was when he first when he first got on the panel had had a mind of his own and was was uh, didn't uh, didn't matter what I said or Eamon said. He had a mind of his own. Bill, Bill did his own magic, really. As as the presenter, he was absolutely brilliant, and Eamon was 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 amazing at what he did. You know, Eamon had a different attitude. Donna didn't have a, a different approach to different to to me and to and we all the different approaches and attitudes and and uh, ideas about what we said. And we were all independent enough. Bill was independent to what he did. Liam, Liam did well because he was coming into a panel that had been doing, going well. It would have been easy for him to say, well, I'll go along with whatever John says or Eamon says. That wasn't the case. Eamon didn't expect him to do that. Eamon admired him because he came on and said what he wanted to say. And uh, and, and so did I. So he, he actually improved the panel that was that was quite successful at the time. Uh, and... Uh, I think I think now he'll be he'll be a big loss to them. Mm. He obviously had time as a manager at Celtic and a short spell at Brighton as well, and then was in with Trapattoni mm. uh, when he was the Ireland manager. Was he was he always someone? Even when you think back to knowing him as a player, was he always someone who was a very strong analyst of the game? Um, well, he always had a good knowledge of the game, uh, and usually when you're playing playing with players as I did for Liverpool years, you, you don't see them as a panelist. Mm. You know, it's like the, I, you get lads come in, come, come in as panelists that you, you, I've seen. So, but I didn't think he'd be any good. I didn't. I never ever thought of him that way because I was too busy. Uh, uh, we were too busy playing together in the in the match to win matches at that particular time. But Liam was a lot younger than me. I mean, he, I think he came into the team when he was only nineteen. I think I was forty-one at the time. You know, mm. but he was immediate, immediate. He had the temperament to do it. He had the ability to do it. Nathan, he was blessed with 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 ability to do it at any level on the pitch, and and that's what he did. Uh, and obviously, players, a lot of players I've met wouldn't be good unless they're top players. But Liam was well able to speak. Uh, Eamon was was brilliant. Uh, you know, Eamon had a great, always had a great command of the English language, and uh, had his own ideas and, and could express them 
express him. Edmund always expressed himself brilliantly on anything that he did. Um, Liam, but it was only there to do the football, and he expressed himself brilliantly doing what needed to be done. So, along with Bill and Eamon and Liam and myself, it it it, it was a good panel, and it, people watched it and enjoyed it, which was the main thing. Nathan, I'd go as far to say it wasn't a good panel, John. It was a great panel. <laughs> Eamon would agree with you on that (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he would Uh, you had plenty of crack uh, through the years and I'm sure we'll uh, go on and have plenty more good nights out as well Uh, were there many fallings out there was obviously very public uh, falling outs at times between um, yourself and Eamon and Liam and Eamon around uh, Saipan and Roy Keane did yourself and Liam was there ever anything uh, football wise that when it came to the punditry became so serious you'd have a bit of a falling out about it No, no we'd have a disagreement we never, we never fell out over. I mean, mm-hmm. Liam had his opinions on football, and I had my opinions on football, and I, I think we always respected that. I mean, Eamon had his ideas on on football, but you, you know, you, you, I don't get in the panel. We never thought, oh, I don't agree with that. I think you're wrong there. You, know, you could express yourself without having to say that. You know, you, you just gave your own opinion, and if, if, it, if sometimes it, it, you, you would you would agree, agree with Liam. A name, and sometimes, sometimes you wouldn't, mm. uh, and people enjoy that as well because uh, it finish up, could could at times finish up as a little bit of a row. But I think there was respect uh, from everybody. We respected Bill, Bill respected us, and Eamon, and Liam, and luckily enough, we got on well uh, on the panel to 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 do. As you said, we had a few a couple of rows, uh, but we 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 got over that. But we didn't. We didn't want to let. We never, never let it show in our opinions on the game that we were doing. Mm. Like football punditry. I think the audience trusts us. In, in, the audience is not, never going to agree with everybody what they're saying on the football, but, but they respect your opinion. You know that was the big thing. Football punditry has gone. I, I think the most definitely did. That, that was the point I was going to make. Was that football punditry has gone such a different way now? When you look at uh, the coverage of the Champions League final, it's almost essential for every big game that you have a former player of the club who therefore is a supporter of the club on covering that team. The fact that th- the three of you were somewhat removed. I'm just wondering about that period. Yeah. And did you, did you fully understand the? The, the way the nation tuned in post-game and how they hung on your every word for what you were going to say about whether it was the international team, a performance, a Champions League game. Did, uh, uh, it doesn't strike me as yeah. it, you, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did, definitely, because they, they, I, I always felt that... Uh, see, I used to watch the games myself when I was young for playing even at mm. the panels. And, and that, you know what I mean? So you, you make your own mind up. If, if I was doing it, I, 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 I had no intention doing it at that time. Uh, I, I didn't agree with a lot, with a lot of what people said on the panel. A lot of them I didn't think they were honest in, in what they were doing. They wanted to say what the public, they felt the public wanted to hear. Uh, that's why I was in punditry. So when, when I was going into it, I thought, well, what, what I'll try to do is, is give an honest opinion regardless of anybody else's opinion. I think Eamon was the same and Liam was the same. So we didn't have any... I would say bullshit, to be quite honest. You know, you said what you you believed. Because I, I felt as a player, there was when I used to watch the television in, 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 in Ireland or England, that um, there were some great players that weren't regarded as great players, mm. Nathan. And there were some ordinary players that were on the panel, uh, sorry, people were talking about were great players. And I, I, I thought there were, a lot of them were being dishonest 
because he was this guy was supposed to be a great player. Therefore, he had to say he was a great player, and he wasn't a great player, <laughs> in my opinion. So I don't think it was. I think there was a lack of honesty uh, watching it. This was now in England most of the time uh, with with people who were on the panel, and I think also on the panel, a lot of them were sort of pushed to say certain things or regard it in a certain way. Like Eamon made a big difference. When Eamon came on the Irish panel, they, they used to have a meeting beforehand and people used to tell you what we're going to talk about. Right? This was an RTE. And Eamon was on the panel before me. And Eamon's attitude was, it's going to come from us. We're going to set out, set out what we're going to talk about. And Tim O'Connor, who was the, 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 the head man, packed him on it. Right? Because when Eamon first started, he was the only one. He was in on his own. And you'd have somebody in RT saying, right, this is what we're going to talk about. Right? Well, none of these guys hadn't got a clue about football. Right? But Eamon was probably with Tim O'Connor. So Eamon, uh, uh, Tim didn't re- really want me on when I was, when I was in. Eamon said, did you get John on? And, and, and Tim said, no, nah, John, no point in getting it. John doesn't say anything. But he didn't realize I'd finished playing then, you know, like I could say I could say what I wanted yeah, yeah. to say. So Liam got, uh, Eamon got me, and, that, and as you know, Tim, Tim said, okay, you, you, you do it from the panel. You make the decisions. And that was, that's what we did. Bill came into it, so there was Bill, Eamon, and myself. But we, we, we could say what we're going to talk about. And no interference, Nathan. That's what made it good in many ways. Because I know I went on the panel once in England and you had a fellow there telling you what you were going to say. I never played football. I hadn't got a clue about football. So it was, it was run from the panel. That's the way it was, it was run at the early day. And Tim, o- Tim O'Connor, who was the head of sport, backed that. Mm. So what you heard from, not with, with Liam, sorry, with Eamon, myself, and at the start, was what we believed in and what we wanted to say. And that, that, was, that made a huge difference to it. That came across so clearly on the TV because I think one of the reasons that people love tuning in and had so much respect for you was that there was always that sense of, well, even when the ad break kicked in, that you'd still be rowing about it. You'd still be having a disagreement about oh, yeah. it. And when you'd, when, you'd go, yeah. when you'd leave RTE afterwards and you might head into town for a drink, you'd still be rowing about it, that this was something you actually cared about. Oh yeah, you, 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 that was your opinion. There's nobody telling you like you, sh- you should be talking about it. This is your opinion, and I, I always felt it was it was very very important to be very honest about the players because a lot of times I would say I don't think he is a great player. I think Joe Bloggs is a great player. You know what I mean? Whoever, whoever I, and so did Eamon. You know, we had free 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 go to say what we believed in. And, and look, you know, like obviously, like I, I had different opinions of Eamon, Eamon had different opinions of me. Bill was good at doing what he did, but we we we, we never really fell out over it. Nathan. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'd never said, Eamon, I think you're wrong there," or if I did, or Eamon said, "Well, very seldom." You just gave your own opinion. Eamon did his opinion. I get my opinion, but you don't go out of your way to say, "Well, I don't agree with you there," because it's an opinion. You can't say somebody has somebody else. I don't believe in that, and your opinion. It's an opinion, and we were free to do that. And, and Bill was was excellent at getting the best out of Eamon and myself, of course, and, and, and Liam, of course, when he came in. It was brilliant at what he did. Yeah, yeah, he was a master. 
So it all worked out. Look, you know, it worked out nicely, Nathan. I told them they only found me out after 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still giving it a good go, John. we got to give you that. No doubt about it. Uh, John. Well, we, keep, we keep at it. We keep at it nice and anyway. We will. We will. Uh, listen, great stuff as always um, across the season. You won't be going anywhere. Um, we'll ch- be chatting to you again over the next couple of weeks, no doubt. Um, but great stuff, John. And uh, we should talk to you soon. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Nathan. Bye. Bye. Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports